This podcast is sponsored by the SSA here at the U of A. Today's guest, we have Hafsa, who is a procurement officer in national defense. What's up? Hi. How are you guys? How's it going? How's it going? Good. How's everybody? It's good. It's good. Everything's good. Um, like how's uh like how's that lockdown in uh in Ottawa? <laughs> um, Ontario lockdown. Ontario. It's definitely nothing like Alberta. Um, it's pretty strict. We just recently got Walmart opened up and all the stores open up where we can shop for non-essential stuff. So mm-hmm. before we were only able to buy food. Now you're able to go there and like buy socks, shirts, whatever mm-hmm. you want. So all of that was like completely roped off. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty like it's very strict in Ontario. It's definitely nothing like Alberta mm-hmm. lockdowns. Mm-hmm. The malls haven't been open for like three months. So what? yeah, holy smoke! Yikes. No, no more yeah. for three. Like wow. Amazon, Amazon Prime was like where it was at. We just ordered through Amazon. <laughs> Every anything you need has to come through Amazon. So wait, like what? So what's Simple things. Like, so what's classified as like non essential then? Basically everything that isn't food. No way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So only food. Like, so if you've ever been to Walmart, you'll see that um, Walmart has like other things such as, you know, clothes, shoes, socks. You can't buy any of that stuff. You can only buy food and cleaning supplies. Everything else has a yellow caution tape on it. No way. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's crazy. <laughs> so, mm. Wow. So like, what if, I don't know, like, what if you just needed, I don't know, a jacket because you're cold? Yeah, there's there's people that were like, my kids' shoes don't fit them. Like, are we not a? That's an essential item, but no, you can't. And if you try to take it to self checkout, it would like um, you get flagged for it. So there's no way to like, yeah. Uh, So we've been struggling. We've been struggling basically. Yeah. Oh wow. But but thing is, if you really think about it, like you know, on the other side, sick 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 budgeting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, a lot of people are saving like money during the pandemic, right? Mm-hmm. That's why they're like investing in stocks and like putting their money elsewhere because they have the disposable income to do so. Because mm-hmm. you're not going out to eat, you're not going out to the store to buy things that you don't really need, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because, yeah, but oh man, still though, that's it's really tough, I think. Yeah, uh, it's, not- it's crazy. Like yeah. not being able to buy uh like essential items yeah exactly yeah it's interesting but yeah mm-hmm. but like hygiene yeah. hygiene and cleaning the law hygiene cleaning yeah yeah, the yeah exactly okay. so things for hygiene and cleaning products are considered essential along with food okay but everything oh. else but amazon crush, prime yeah like <laughs> so it might like be bad for like local you know like the local like like mom like mom and uh, pop shops yeah so a lot of mom like a lot of mom and pop shops a lot of local places are going out of business because they simply can't afford to be closed down for three months right mm-hmm. whereas like the big chain item big chain stores like best buy costco walmart they're able to survive oh, right yeah. like they're, yeah, yeah. They're, they're making a lot of money like they're the ones that have become rich from the pandemic but the local mom and pop shops they're getting dusted like mm-hmm. they cannot keep up that's crazy yeah, that sucks. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, you know, um, so so like you're a procurement uh, officer um, in national defense. So like during like, say, like the beginning, um, mm-hmm. like how was like, did you like know about this? 
like before? Yeah. So actually, I originally went to school for business administration. So during my time in school, um, business administration is very broad. So basically, I took a lot of different classes. So I took like mark, I took some marketing classes, some accounting classes, I took some supply chain management classes. So I didn't know that supply chain management was procurement. Mm -hmm. So I could have like gone down the route to major at that major in that but I didn't I ended Mm -hmm. up doing finance. So I always heard of procurement and for my first job that I ever had, um, I knew people that were doing procurement in another unit. So Mm -hmm. I kind of had an idea of what it was and Mm -hmm. I was kind of interested in it. It was interesting, but I just never transitioned into that like, I, like before like before like we yeah. talked about like all that so look we just backtracked for example like mm-hmm. here like okay that's because people like want to know like for example like how like how did you get here you know we want to backtrack all the way but we don't want to go all the way to like middle school or anything we'll school to like mm-hmm. like, like grade 12 to university yeah. like, like how did what what was your plan from high school to uni like what did you say to yourself what did you say that you wanted to do? Say, like, how did you, like, figure out, like, yeah. like what you wanted to do in university? Sure. So I actually went to college. I did a three-year program. Mm-hmm. So I um, have have lived in Ottawa my whole life. So I went to um, one of the colleges here. It's called Algonquin College. Mm-hmm. So basically, I did a three-year program. And the way that I got into the program that I did was I was always interested in the biz, like in business. Like I was more of like kind of a business. I was better in the business classes. I like taking accounting classes mm-hmm. and I like the math classes. So basically I always wanted to be like a consultant and I didn't even mm-hmm. know what really a consultant was. Right. I would <sighs> just hear people say that. And I was like, well, so that's, so the real reason why I went into business to be honest is that when I was younger, I had an infatuation with New York. Yeah. So I for I found like and then I I heard that New York is like the business capital of the world. So mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? How am I going to make it to New York one day? The only way that I'm going to make it there is if I go into business. Mm-hmm. Like maybe you know go to like a business school or do something. But at the end when I was in grade 12, I decided that I was going to go to college and I was going to try out like the business program. So I got mm-hmm. into the business administration program mm-hmm. at Algonquin College. It is a 3-year program. Um, the first two years are very, the first year and a half is very broad. Mm-hmm. So you take different classes like marketing, accounting, um, computer, a computer class. You take all these different types of uh, business classes mm-hmm. and you narrow down what you're interested in. Mm-hmm. So I had narrowed down that I was really interested in accounting and finance. And at the end of the day, I decided to take the finance route and I was really interested in, I was really good in the classes. So I ended up uh, graduating with a finance um, diploma, but then I went back and I also did an accounting one. But I also really like the supply chain management classes, which is what you basically need to know to do procurement, right? But I wasn't really like too crazy about it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, my first job that I got, um, it was like a couple years out of school and I was working kind of in the finance, I would say, realm but not really mm-hmm. i kind of started out as like an assistant to my manager but i got a lot of experience i started in the government mm-hmm. so i was working for health canada mm-hmm. and i was working alongside my manager and i was supposed to kind of help her out as her assistant mm-hmm. and i basically learned a lot on the job so my manager was kind enough to train me on the job 
and give me a lot of like managerial experience. So I was doing a lot of finance work. I was doing a lot of procurement and that's how I ended up being really interested in procurement. What What is, because it seems like what I hear procurement, 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 mm-hmm. like what is it like exactly? Like what is procurement? So procurement is like the action of obtaining or procuring something. So it could be the action of an oc- procuring an occupation, acquiring equipment or supplies. Mm-hmm. So it's basically just procuring anything. So it's a process of like finding and agreeing to terms, mm-hmm. acquiring goods, services, supplies, mm-hmm. um, anything. Procurement is generally just involves the buying decision, basically, okay. is what it is. Yeah. Okay. Oh, wow. So like you like it's, use all like it's process, basically like. Yeah? Yeah, so it's basically the process. Exactly. So it's the basis of purchasing goods and services. Mm -hmm. So in my current job right now, uh, I'm working for National Defense, which is actually the biggest department in the government of Canada. So I work for Mm -hmm. the federal government. And basically, like I told you guys earlier, procurement is the process of purchasing purchasing goods or services. I'm currently purchasing services. Okay. So, yeah. Mm, Okay. Oh, okay. So... So it's like a like an outsourcing thing where you like no. Like, so the services that I'm actually um, I'm procuring is it's kind of like human services. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so basically, <laughs> I'm bringing in people to mm-hmm. like then. So basically, what I do is I work on contracts less than a million dollars. So a million dollars and less. Anything above million dollars is above me. Like it goes to a different team. So basically, I work with agencies. And what I do is I procure like kind of human services for people to come in and give us services. So I'll bring in engineers, I'll bring in computer applications, support people, any job that you can think of that we need people to come in and do the job. I procure it from an agency mm. and they basically oh, wow. with the government, it has to be very transparent. So what happens is um, these agencies have to place a bid to the government. And when they place the bid, I have to actually go through the process of the bid and basically like go review all their files to make sure that it's a fair and transparent process. And whoever is the lowest price is the one who wins the bid and is awarded the contract. So they can get contracts that could be up to a million dollars, right? Mm-hmm. But you have to follow the process. So we have like different methods that we work with. Um, there's, I, ha- I have to go through the evaluation criteria. I have to do a financial grid. Like I have financial limitations, right? Like I have to write mm-hmm. up all the, I have to write up all the, I have to write up all the contract agreements as well. Mm-hmm. And then anything after that, like I work with the lawyer to go mm-hmm. through to make sure everything is like written, right? Mm-hmm. Well and everything. So yeah, yeah, that's basically what I do. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Like that job just sounds like you have, you know, yeah, like you must have like a lot of like resu- like responsibility for things, you know. So yeah, it's actually yeah. it's actually quite stressful sometimes because it's a lot of responsibility because it's we're working with legally binding documentation that right. if anything happens outside of that, we're kind of legally responsible for it, right? Mm-hmm. Hence the reason why if there's anything that's like gray line, we have to actually go through our lawyer to make sure that what we're doing is is legitimate right Mm -hmm. 
but yeah, like I have, I know people who work on the other side of it with equipment who purchase military equipment for mm. millions and billions of dollars, but oh, those wow. are a little bit higher. Um, eventually I would like to go down that route, but yeah, they're purchasing equipment for the government. So we're talking about tanks, ships, warships, stuff like that. Oh, wow. And the budget is obviously a lot bigger than what I deal with. Most of the contracts I deal with usually go up to a million dollars and nothing less than 400,000. Mm. So anywhere from 400,000 to a million. But I know people on the other side that are dealing with millions and billions of dollars with equipment. So ideally, I would like to go down that route. Mm-hmm. But like, you see how like, the, like this job, like, like things like you would do like, like somebody wouldn't say one day, like, I want to be a procurement officer. Like, like yeah. how did you like, because you said you worked like for initially like, as a fine in the finance realm as an mm-hmm. assistant like like mm-hmm. to become a procurement officer did you have to do some like a little bit of more like extra training and any more like no. courses no. no i didn't have to take any courses just because my background already um because i've already taken a business administration diploma mm-hmm. it already included supply chain management which is which is procurement right so i've already mm-hmm. taken courses oh. on that so I pretty much have the background for it, but it's mm-hmm. not something that you kind of just fall into it, right? Like like mm-hmm. you said, nobody wakes up. Like I didn't even know what a procurement <sighs> officer was before I became like kind of started working in that field, right? Mm-hmm. I had no idea what it was. So I knew what supply chain management was and yeah. people that go through business, business school or take any sort of business certificate know what supply chain is because it's a huge part of the business world. Mm-hmm. But when you go into work, it's like, what is a procurement officer, right? But yeah. everything in life and every sort of company does procurement, right? Everybody procures services, goods, whether it's a restaurant, whether mm-hmm. it's like, even the simplest thing as like a mechanic does procurement. Yeah. You know, it's they're ne- procuring, it's they're never, procuring equipment. It's never A to C. There's always like yeah. that, that middleman, mm-hmm. that B who's like, who's making sure everything, okay, you, you, we can sign exactly. you up for this, we can sign you up for that, you know what I'm saying? Like, can get you that we can get you that you know like yeah it's uh it's a very interesting job very interesting and very essential yeah but so okay yeah but it makes sense um you know because when you see like these big companies um like even i don't know like bringing stuff and like small things you know like shelves in their stores mm-hmm. you know like, it, like, yeah. I, like i guess it makes you realize you know like how do they like that has to be like a position where you know, yeah. most of these people like think about, okay, what should we bring into say this company or. Yeah, yeah. Because procurement, it's seen as it's like seen as a streamlining process. Right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. basically it identifies better sources to supply, better ways to supply things, easier ways to supply things, where to go to supply things. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's quite important. Yeah, it's like, it's like, it's like, for example, if someone wants to start like a business and they said, okay, I want to expand this important. business. If they like, for example, someone wants to expand their business, they would they would have to go through, uh, like you and say, okay, we need we need to get this, we need to get that. What are your oh, lowest yeah. rates and stuff like? Uh, the most important thing though about like procurement is basically the competitive bidding process. So basically, that's like where the buyer, which at my job would be me, would mm-hmm. release a contract notice through like different portals. So we use a portal called. Um, it's a centralized portal that's only available to the government. So we release our bidding and tendering there. And then basically we give like different information, like we'll give what we're looking for, what the budget is, 
the length of the contract and different details, and then they're able to bid on it. So for the government, the most important thing is the lowest price is what we always go with, just because we're dealing with taxpayer dollars, right? So mm-hmm. we always, always make sure that we always make sure that it has to be the lowest price. So for example, five people would be able to bid on something, but we'll always choose the lowest bidder because we're thinking, you know, for the public yeah. taxpayer dollars, but for a private company, that might not be it, right? For a private company, they'll choose whoever is the best for them, whatever is the best, like whoever is the best uh, procure. Oh, okay. Yeah. And gives them the best option. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you know, like when finishing like a degree and everything, um, mm-hmm. uh, like having to enter, you know, that, that work field, like how was it? Like how was the, how was the overall experience? Like, do you think you learned, you know, tra- uh, like, like, like learn to like transfer over like from school or was like everything like brand new? No, like- honestly, I, I find that everything that I learned was on the job. I mm-hmm. didn't take I really didn't take much from school, um, even though I had friends that went to university and the university is more technical, whereas mm. college is more like practical, right? Like we kind mm. of work on a lot of projects, a lot of assignments. Mm. But at the end of the day, like when you go into the real workforce, you learn everything on the job. And the best mm. way to learn on the job is to shadow someone or to school is just good for like, you know, you have that piece of paper. It's great background knowledge right Mm -hmm. but it doesn't really help you once you get it unless you're doing something very technical like say for example like if you want to be a doctor a lawyer engineer like those type of fields you really have to understand and know what you're doing right Mm -hmm. but when you're doing broad broad programs like a business administration diploma it's kind of like i could have done this job without going to school right Mm -hmm. i learned everything that i know on the job so it's always a learning experience. Like, honestly, like it's all, it's always a learning experience. Like I'm still learning new things on the job every day. Right. And like trying to challenge myself, but yeah. Like even like, for example, like, like for example, like, like, I guess like there wouldn't you, if someone were to bring like, a high school kid and put them in a job, they wouldn't be able to do it because like you tell them, Oh, start at like, for example, even Excel, something like, Oh, uh, make me a spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. You know, the kid, like he wouldn't really know how to use those equations. He wouldn't know how to manipulate those type of things. Like, so maybe some kids know how to do it, but a lot of kids, they wouldn't have that, like even like, like university and like post colleges and post-secondary overall, like it kind of like gives you that, that worth work ethic, you know, in a way yeah. that's where like, I really like fall into, you know? Yeah, no, that's true. You make a good point. Um, There's some things like, yeah, computer skills, for sure. Like, I mean, I did take a computer class as well in college, and I learned how to use Excel. I learned how to use different, um, different programs that really helped me, especially at my first job when I was working, I was using Excel a lot. Um, But I mean, personally, for me, like, in my position, it's very like, if you ask me how did I transition from like college to the workforce, yeah, I transitioned very well. But at the same time, I feel like I learned more on the job. I've gained mm-hmm. more experiences, more knowledge working than I did when I was in school, right? Mm-hmm. Because sometimes you actually have to do the job in order to understand it. Mm-hmm. Like you could be told all of these things, but till you have mm-hmm. practical experience, it's hard to say, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Like I think like, like, like this, like, maybe like the work ethic can help you or like just like experience. 
mm-hmm. university maybe or in college could help mm-hmm. you with the adaptability college and university college and university will help you like you know things like say i took a class where i had to do public speaking that really helped me right mm-hmm. because I wouldn't have been able to take that course. I wouldn't have been able to have that experience if I didn't go to college because like I learned how to speak. I can do presentations at work if I have to do presentations, right? It it really enhanced my presentation skills. Mm-hmm. So that was that's another plus as well, right? Mm-hmm. So like what is like what is like the national defense? What are you guys defending? The country. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's um so national defense is like i said it's a federal government department mm-hmm. it's the largest uh department in in yeah. canada um and basically national defense is the military it's the canadian right. armed forces mm-hmm. it's the military it's oh. you know like is that like inter- inter- interchangeable like like uh the canadian armed forces and, and like national defense or is it yeah, they're um the like, this part or the national just, like, part of national defense. Yeah, they come, they fall under um they mm-hmm. national. So basically, the Canadian Army it falls under uh, national defense. Oh, okay. So they basically national defense. What they do is they they uh, they support the Canadian Armed Forces in the role of like defending Canadian national interests, whether it's domestically, internationally, right? Mm-hmm. So oh, okay. yeah, um, yeah. they have the biggest budget in the. They have the biggest budget in the government. Mm-hmm. It's about like twenty. I'm looking at it right now. Actually, it's about twenty one billion. Wow. And they have the most. <laughs> and yeah, and they have the most employees. Um, mm-hmm. Just because they also count, because they also count, um, they also count like the military people as well as like I'm. I fall under the civilian, mm-hmm. civilian. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like uh, people that work there mm-hmm. so i'm a civilian member but like they also count in the military as well okay oh, wow but before you're working you said you were working health canada originally mm-hmm. initially and yeah. then you transferred over to the national defense mm-hmm. like how was like in terms of, like the jobs like the job difference like how different were those two jobs Are they, it was very they... different mm-hmm. like, um it was very different in the sense that when I was working at Health Canada, I was working um, as an assistant to my manager. And basically Mm -hmm. I was doing everything under the sun. Basically I was doing briefing notes. I was doing financial budgeting, Excel workbooks. Like it was a very demanding job. Like I basically had to be very organized and very detailed in order to keep up with the job. Otherwise I would just not be able to produce work. Right. So that helped like, okay, going to school, like going to college kind of helped me in that job because I, I was very organized. Like I had to yeah. keep myself very organized. I had to keep folders, files. I had to produce whatever my manager needed, right? Mm-hmm. So it was very different. Whereas this job right now, I work by myself. So mm-hmm. I don't really work alongside a manager or I just report to somebody. So I do my job on my own terms. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So you whereas, manager that, that's like bugging you all the time, huh? No, exactly. So it's just my responsibility to get my job done. Um, I just go to my manager if I have any questions. Whereas my previous job in Health Canada, I was working very closely with my manager to support a whole team, right? I was supporting my manager and her whole team. So everything mm-hmm. kind of fell on me. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. So, like, like while you're, like, in, uh, like, in, like, still going through post-secondary, did you, like, end up doing some internships 
looking into some stuff like that or you just went to health canada instead right after yeah so i was i really like that's the one regret that i have mm-hmm. from post-secondary is that i never looked into a co-op program and internship even volunteering like i really regret because it took me a long time after school to after i graduated to actually find a job mm-hmm. um it took me and if i and i believe strongly that if i had done some sort of volunteer work if i had done some internship or co-op that i would have had i would have been in a better place to get a job earlier than i sooner than i did it still mm-hmm. took me about roughly three years out of school in order to land a job right like i would say a professional mm-hmm. job so I was really struggling for a bit, like working call center jobs, like working. Yeah, I worked a couple of call center jobs. And yeah, that's the only regret. And the only thing that I tell everybody who's a student now, I always say, make sure that you go into a program that either has co-op or an internship program. And if it doesn't have either of those, make sure you volunteer. And mm-hmm. even if you're volunteering, it, I know it's like free, like you don't get paid to volunteer, but it will pay off in the future for you. Like, mm-hmm. you will be able to put that on your resume. So when you apply to jobs, they'll say, oh, okay, this person volunteered. They're, they're, they have the experience that we're looking for, and they even did it for free, which means that they have great work ethic, right? Mm-hmm. They're going to somewhere every morning where they're not getting paid to do so. So that's the only regret that I have. And anybody that is listening who's a student, you know, make sure that you you do something before you try to enter the workforce because it's very difficult, especially mm-hmm. because it's very competitive. There's a lot of people that are graduating, right? And there's mm-hmm. always students from university, students from college. So what makes you more special or what makes you more experienced for the job, especially if you never had any sort of work mm-hmm. experience, it really plays a huge role. Mm-hmm. Like even like, like even people, some people like they say, okay, like, yeah, like this job has nothing to do with what I want to do in the future. Mm-hmm. But like, for example, if you're just yeah, bu- if, if if you're like if you're like for example like you're busing tables, you're working as a waiter, you're working a restaurant, like you're working different stores, like clothing stores, like whatever. Like you think that at the end of the day, it shows like this guy he's mm-hmm. willing to go out of his way. He has he puts his pride to the side and he goes to work every day. Like he doesn't care mm-hmm. where he works, you know. But what but but when he but when he did become qualified. This guy's gonna be more capable to work because he mm-hmm. understands the actual work environment, how demanding it yeah. is, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes those jobs really set you up for the future, right? And it's better to do a job like that while okay. When you finish school, if you're not able to find a job, if you if you volunteer and work any job that you can work so that it shows that hey, at the end of the day, I'm still getting up in the morning and I'm still trying to do something. It's better than staying at home, right? Because I know some people get discouraged. Like I know I was discouraged for a long time. It was very difficult for me to get any job. And like, especially when you go to school and you go to post-secondary and you can't find a job right out of school, it gets pretty discouraging, right? And you're like, why should I work this call center job? You know, like I have a degree or I have a diploma, I'm overqualified. But a lot of the people that work these jobs are overqualified. There's some people that have masters that are working retail jobs, yeah. right? That are working Actually, jobs. I've been hearing that too. Yeah, so you know, like, it is what it is. Like you have to, like you have to just students, do what you have like, to. Straight out of college. Yeah. yeah, yeah, because it's because there's bare competition. That's what people don't yeah. understand lots of competition what makes you different than everybody else mm-hmm. go out and do something like volunteer right yeah. if you cannot get a paid exactly. internship volunteer 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 at as many places as you can right that way that experience that you put on your resume will help you in the long run yeah because because 
I feel like, you know, like there's a promise where, you know, if you go to university, like you're set for any job. You know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Like you yeah. tell them, oh, yeah, I'm in university doing this. Oh, wow. Like you're set. And <laughs> yeah. you just like think deep yeah. down, no, I'm not set at all. Like actually, like, like I'm going downhill. <laughs> like, like, like it feels like you're going downhill sometimes because you're all like, yeah, honestly, this doesn't pay off. Or like, what if, um, or like, what if like this ends up hurting me even more? Mm-hmm. yeah like honestly it's it's one of those things like i have friends that have done different things friends that have gone to university friends that have gone to college friends that haven't gone to school and everybody is like in a different place right but one thing i learned is honestly like the friends that did co-op the friends that did internships the friends that did volunteers mm-hmm. they got jobs right away mm-hmm. <laughs> they always get jobs right away because the place that you're doing a volunteer in the place that you're doing co-op in is going to say hey listen we're actually looking for students we're going to bridge you in we're going to take you we're going to take you because you've been here right or the place that sees you every day coming into volunteer while you're in school the first opportunity that comes up guess who they're offering it to the guy that's volunteering right mm-hmm. so yeah like that's one thing i've learned and that's one thing i've seen with my own friend circle as well mm-hmm. yeah um yeah like i think that's that's like you know very important because it's just it's not it's, it's not a promise that like you'll be killing you know right mm-hmm. after, like right after you know you get like a degree now yeah, that like yeah, more yeah. people's like going to like post secondary, you know, it's it, like it gets more challenging because th- there's not going to yeah, be more jobs increasing. You know, like you know what I mean. Post secondary <laughs> is pretty like, much just yeah. like high school now. It's standard for everybody, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody's going to post secondary. So is there jobs for everybody? Like you have to make yourself mm-hmm. stand out. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Or, mm-hmm. or or even you know like even if you're not like looking for a job or just like looking to like become an academic or whatever, mm-hmm. there, like there's still like more competition because. Like there's just more people going into university. Mm-hmm. Like, oh right? yeah, so, exactly. So yeah, yeah. I just want to ask, like, how was like the? Because a lot of people have different experiences with like the COVID transition in the workplace. Like, how was your transition? Like, how? Like, did, you know, like, did they make you work at home or work? Yeah. So in the beginning, I loved it. So I've been working from home since March 2020, since COVID started. <sighs> um, with no return date. <laughs> yeah. um, but in the beginning, I loved it because I loved mm-hmm. how easy it was to, you know, I cut down my commute time. So commuting mm-hmm. one hour to work, commuting one hour back, cut that out. Uh, it was just easy to be in the comfort of my own home to be able to work. But I, there's some pros and there's also cons to working from home. So mm-hmm. the pros is you're cutting down your commute time, you roll out of bed, you log into the computer, you log out of work, you're already at home. The cons that I found is after a few months, I started really getting antsy because I kind of missed having that interaction with my coworkers. And actually, if I have a question, I could just walk over to my manager's desk or I can walk over to my coworker's mm-hmm. desk. But now it's I have to email them and I have to wait. You know, sometimes it might take hours depending on when a person has time to get back to you, right? Mm-hmm. And it just started getting really lonely working from home. And I find that... I don't know if I can do a work from home situation forever. It was fun and games in the beginning because, you know, nobody wants to like wake up in the morning and commute to work and sit in an office for seven and a half hours. Mm-hmm. But when it, but the transition was pretty easy, but then now it's starting to get kind of tough mm-hmm. because you're just like, especially when it comes to like working with others, right? Like you're, you're scared people skills are kind of declining right like i feel like i don't even know how to talk to people anymore yeah exactly like i think i got more awkward like you know when yeah you see somebody in real life and you're mm-hmm. like oh hey yeah 
No, but like they got, there's like two sides to it. I guess some people say, "Oh, I love being at home. I get to spend more time with my family." Blah blah. Mm-hmm. blah. But some people say, "Okay, like like I feel like weird. Like this like my work requires me to interact with people, stuff mm-hmm. like that." Yeah. You know, like for example, like a, like a person who like, works with patients, stuff like that. They should mm-hmm. not they, like how you guys like, how you do like a Zoom meeting. Like, it's not gonna really work. Like, hey, yeah. do, do you mind checking behind your ear for me real quick? You yeah. know. <laughs> Yeah, like, you know, for us, like, we use Zoom and MS Teams. Those things come in handy. We have team meetings, you know, we mm-hmm. talk to our manager or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I just miss the aspect of being able yeah. to walk over to my co-worker's desk mm-hmm. if I needed to discuss a, a big issue, right? Like, it's easier to talk mm-hmm. in person than it is to talk over email. Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of harder to explain. Mm-hmm. But like I said, everything in life has its pros and cons. So working from home is just one of those things. Mm-hmm. Has its pros, has its cons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I think like, I think working from home or like will um, the reason why I think working f- from home could you know be a bit problematic is that you know like once like your job is at, is at home or like on the computer mm-hmm. and you have and like imagine having say like okay like say like you're working and also you're a student you know so yeah. imagine now both having you know uh, school and and work online you basically like mm-hmm. just sitting in the computer twenty four seven you know what I mean so I mm-hmm. think that'll be so I think like that'll be greater issue especially if like yeah. people you know like involved in school or, or, or even like other or even like other activities too so yeah like i think like no for you sure know, shifting life to online like could be i don't know it could be an issue i think it could be an issue because you know as humans we definitely yeah. need human interaction sometimes right mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. when you're working from home you're just kind of sitting there working by yeah, yourself all on day. A desk all day just on, a computer. on the desk all day so that's why i think it's really important to like maybe go out for walks and have some sort of like extracurricular activities that you can do outside of your desk to just keep yourself sane. I know from my work, my manager calls us every Monday and Wednesday to ask to do a mental health, mental wellness check on us because honestly, mm-hmm. a lot of people are having a hard time with it, right? So are you okay? Mm-hmm. How are you doing? How are you feeling? And for some people that really helps them, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It really makes like a big difference for someone to check up on them, especially mm-hmm. for people that kind of live alone. Like us, we're yeah. lucky enough to live with family, right? But for some mm-hmm. reason, some people, it's very tough on them because the only time that they do interact with people is when they go out to the workforce, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly, but, exactly. Okay, okay, so, okay. so do you feel like there's going to be like more of like a mixture between the two, for example, like working at home and, and working in the workplace, or there's going to be or should be like more just one or the other, stay at work yeah. or stay at home? I think a hybrid model would be great. So working from home part-time and the other time going into the office, I think that model would be a great balance, especially for me. I would really enjoy that because it gives you time to interact with your coworkers, get whatever questions you have in, and then the other half you can work from home. So I think moving forward in the future, I think a hybrid model is definitely in the works. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, so you know, do you uh, like feel like within you know like the field the field like you are pursuing there is um, a gender divide, and uh, just like a whole uh, you know a lack of representation uh, like between genders. Um, like- I would say in my department, uh, there not in my field, but I would say more so in my department there is more men than mm-hmm. women. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a male dominated field just because it is the military mostly. Right. Mm-hmm. So 
the there's not much women there's not much females and there's not much minority people as well mm. so yeah i definitely do feel that wow like do you so, feel like just the people maybe more women are, more women or more people of color say okay like i don't want to for example like being a muslim woman like do you feel oh, some people they stray away from jobs in the military yeah, for you know, sure mm. Yeah, um, yeah, I definitely do think that a lot of people do stray away from it because they're like, oh, it's the military. But it's not really, it's not really like the military, right? You're basically, it's, there's so many jobs that are within that department, right? There's engineers, there's procurement people, there's finance people, there's scientists. Like, there's so much work that goes on within that department that mm -hmm. there's so many jobs that are available to people, right? Mm -hmm. So, I don't think it's right for people to like stray away. Um, but I feel like that is kind of how people are. Mm -hmm. But I don't mm -hmm. see any reason why it should be. Do you also like think that it might be like a, a lack of knowledge of like the job or like That's what I place? think. I think it's just a lack of knowledge of what the department does, right? And mm -hmm. what they're doing and what type type of jobs are available just working at national defense doesn't mean that you have to be deployed working overseas right <laughs> it means that you're in the office doing different types of things like i said there's different there's many many fields that are available to people it is the largest department right yeah. so mm -hmm. there's many things that people can do yeah because mm -hmm. i feel like for you know like a lot of jobs um or like just occupations or you know professions like some of them you just like never hear about yeah yeah that's and, true yeah and you, when <laughs> and i think i don't know I, I think there's just um it could be because like you don't know anyone within the field or mm -hmm. maybe it's because it's like a word of mouth thing where people just like tell their friends or or family or or i really think that just like knowing somebody in the field can like go a long way yeah i agree because mm -hmm. like if i hadn't if i had if i didn't go into business administration and hear about and take that supply chain manager of course i wouldn't even know what procurement is mm -hmm. like i wouldn't even know what the pro word procurement entails right mm -hmm. but i was lucky enough to know because i actually took a course on it so i'm like okay that's what it is right but a lot of people actually don't know what it is but it's funny because it's pretty much the whole world revolves around procurement right yeah, when you look at it that's the funny part like wow you know like this this, it goes on this, everywhere. This should be known because yeah, it's everywhere. <laughs> the <laughs> university, the University of Alberta does procurement. They have yeah. a whole procurement unit that procures their books, their computers, all their supplies. Even the service of having professors come in and teach the courses is part of procurement because you're procuring the service of mm -hmm. professors to teach these courses. Mm -hmm. So they do the procurement of goods, which mm -hmm. is the computers, right? Yeah. The chalkboards, everything. So every every it's, organization it's that you can important. think of. Oh, yeah, it's definitely an important part of society. Every single organization that you think of has a procurement department or has somebody doing procurement for mm -hmm. them. Yeah, that's what mm -hmm. a lot of people, like, they just don't look at it. They don't look at the big picture. For example, if you mm -hmm. say, like, procurement, like every, like, every single business, every single establishment went through some type of procurement to get to mm -hmm. where they are, you know? Exactly. And then, like, people don't understand, like, just nip, nip everything down. Say, okay, if I'm pursuing this degree or I'm looking for a job – what type of job would number one land me the most stability in mm -hmm. the actual like my actual like for my career you know and be able to launch that be able to provide for me that stability and that, that longevity you know like mm -hmm. yeah. exactly 
That's mm-hmm. exactly what it is. Well, so, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. You can continue. Oh, no, sorry. I totally forgot what I was going to say. Go ahead. <laughs> it's all good. My mm-hmm. bad. But, like, uh, just to end things off, like, like, what would you say to someone trying to, like, pursue, be, be like, now, more specifically, go into procurement and mm-hmm. and work at those type of jobs? Like, what would you say to them? Um, I would say go for it. And, mm-hmm. <sighs> like, it's hard to say, like, what would I say in the sense of, like, do you like need to go to school for it or like what like exactly like like what would you say to somebody like 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 what they should be looking into say like mm-hmm. what they what they should be uh good at like what they for, mm-hmm. example, for example more specifically women like why why should like if you're trying to convince like a woman to mm-hmm. go into this field like what would you say to them to convince them to go to this field and what they needed to go into this field to be successful yeah so there's two parts to this so number one is if working for the federal government is great for women because you know it's a it's a great office gig you know you have time you get a lot of time off so if you have children you're able to take like five years two years three years whatever time you want and you're you have job security right you can always come back to your job so i always sell that to women i always say you know the government is a great place for women to work right Mm -hmm. um secondly uh the procurement aspect you need to you, you need to be a very like detailed person in order to go into procurement because you can you have to be uh attention to detail you have to be able to pay attention to detail it's very important because there's a lot of things that go on in procurement that you really have to pay attention to and if you miss one thing like i said you're legally binded to these things like it's illegally yeah like it's just one of those things right yeah because you're working with contracts mostly right and with Mm -hmm. contracts contracts any contract that you look at is legally binding so you have to really make sure that you're an attention oriented person like Mm -hmm. attention to detail um but besides being attention to detail it's just one of those jobs that honestly you can really learn while you're on the on in the field if you like things like um you know if you like learning something new every day even though i've been doing this job now for two years a little over two years I'm still learning something new every day, right? So mm-hmm. it's, it's a good job in terms of if you want to be challenged. It's a good job in terms of if you want to move on up. Mm-hmm. You know, you can move up. You can become like a team lead. You can become a manager. You And you can procure things that go up to like millions and billions of dollars, right? If you want that type of responsibility, mm-hmm. um, it's great. So it's a very, it's a challenging job, right? Like every day is something new. When I go into work, I learn something different. Okay. Um, thanks for dropping in, Hafsa. Uh, just You're a reminder, we have a new episode dropping every Thursday at 10 a.m. Mountain Time. Sorry. Awesome. Thank you guys for having me. Right, take, care. take care. Bye.